0: Anyway. Are we ready? Yes. Do Excellent. It. What do I do? Hello. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I can't really, I haven't got any down. What do I start with? Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Maverick.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: Hello and welcome to Not The Special Edition, episode 64. We're the internet's very own geeky podcast, that uh, the two hosts of which slept together in a double bed quite recently, <laughs> true. during which I... I suggested we should perhaps build a wall of pillows down the corner. Yeah. Uh, we didn't do that, though, and I'm now three months pregnant. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Miles, and I'm here with... It's Kit. Yay. Hello. How was that, sleeping with me? <laughs> uh, it was
1: delightful. No, it was fine. <laughs> It was nice because we both agreed that... Um... We'd have the window open to Mm. get some nice fresh air in. That was gorgeous, It was really nice. I slept well. Yeah. Um, I think we did the respectful thing of turning Mm. our backs to each other. (laughs) But then when I did wake up in the morning, you were just facing me. (laughs) So I was like, okay, that's happened at some point. But yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's all good.
0: (laughs) Excellent. Uh, Welcome back to the podcast. What are we doing? What's our special subject this episode? It's
1: it's remakes. Yay! Yay, It is. Um, Yeah, uh, remakes... Uh, Do you like them? Do you have an opinion on them? Is there one you particularly like? Is there one you particularly dislike? Because actually, most of the time that I end up talking about remakes, it's quite often a negative-ish sort of conversation of why did they bother, or I didn't Mm. like this as much as the original, or something like that. So, any thoughts about remakes, generally? Excellent, okay,
0: I can't wait to get into it. Let's get, first of all, as customary is, to Recently Seen. Let's go!
1: Recently Seen. Sorry, Re- you, is that
0: weak lemon drink? It's weak
1: lemon. yeah. <laughs> I've just got a bit of lemonade in it and the rest is water. Just, that's all I need. Don't know why that's funny. I like you. I don't need fucking sunny delight injected into my veins. <laughs> <laughs> just before I came, I had a little espresso shot just to wake me up as oh, a really you on coffee is, is excellent. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. Right, <laughs> recently seen. Yeah, recently seen. What is going on? Tell me what you've recently seen. In I your recently eyes. seen.
1: I recently seen. I have recently seen, um, thanks to uh, Russell Parker, uh, The Apple. In
0: 1994, the world is controlled by one power. The Apple is success. There ain't no
1: pride! There ain't no shame! There ain't no sympathy!
0: There ain't no blame! There ain't no pleasure! The Apple brings you everything. Oh Uh, my! From
1: 1980, directed by Menahem Golan. Uh, I'm not sure, I might have mispronounced that. So, uh, for the seven years, I think, uh, that we've been doing this podcast, uh, Russell Park has often mentioned the apple and how uh he wants everyone to watch it and how it's is it his favorite film without sure. doubt yeah yes. absolutely so uh i i was briefed that i will either uh love it and then watch it a lot and try and get loads of other people to watch it or i will uh hate it um and I would say that, actually, I was neither of those things. I was probably sort of in between the two. It wasn't... I, I, I would say that, broadly speaking, it probably wasn't for me. Um, Shall I give a brief description? I'm not even sure I can describe <laughs> what it. Is. It's, it's sort of... in it's, it's in the future, but which is obviously now past for us, because it's set in 1994. But it was the future then, so it's like a futuristic depiction. And that's, I guess it's a sort of dystopian society... Um but it's all the whole thing is like a musical as well, and it's all disco music. And I think that's why I possibly didn't get on with it, because I'm really not the biggest fan of disco music mm-hmm. and that like, because the whole film is kind of coloured with that, yeah. Um it it then had this uh, you know that uh, that effect on me. However, in terms of stuff that I like, with this sort of zany plot that I didn't really understand, uh, that's what I did get on with, um, and so yeah, I kind of felt I like sort of in, in between. I'm going to give a sort of wishy-washy explanation, but I'm very glad I watched it. It was a, definitely a very unique experience, um, and it gives me a, a good opportunity to. So towards the end of the film, um, the actor Joss Ackland is in it. Mm. Uh, and it gives me a good opportunity to tell my Joss Ackland story, which I think I'm sure I've told you before, in that when I used to work Mm. at Waterstones, um, uh, Joss Ackland brought brought a book out at one point, and um, (laughs) he would would ring the store uh, (laughs) to say, how many of my book have you sold recently? Right. And... Um, Whatever the answer was, was not good enough for him. Um, And he would then proceed to give us advice as to how we should be marketing it. And he's like, well, where are you putting it? Well, it's on the shelf. Well, it will. Is it just on its side? It should be faced out. You will sell more copies that way. Like, yeah, I am aware of that. We also have about 25,000 other books. (laughs) Very strange... Conversation to have with an author. He's a <laughs> he's a peculiar man. What's the book about? I didn't know. It's his... just a biography, it's I think, awesome. if I remember correctly. Oh, Christ! Okay. I can't remember. Yeah, but okay. Um, yeah, odd. Okay, Be- I'm going to jump
0: in now and mention that he's watched my wife belly dance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> how? Uh, how? That's very odd. some
0: charity event. He was there. I don't know if it was judging or something. He was judging your was wife there. belly dancing. I'm not sure that was part of it, but she was there belly dancing, and there he was. He was wearing white gloves and I didn't think he wanted to touch anyone. <laughs> 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 Given the circumstances, I I, I, I kind of um, sympathise with that.
1: That's brilliant. So, yeah, what a weird film. Yeah, so The Apple. So, so thank you very much, Russell. I am glad I watched it. Uh, it's probably not for me, but I, I think I probably would watch it again. Um, Given, you know given the right circumstances. So it's definitely intriguing and unique. It's extraordinary. I've never seen anything like it. No, no, no. It's, uh, yeah, it's... it's,
0: it's Except, anyway. I suppose, a little bit, like, in a similar... Not really. There's a 1967 film called Privilege, um, where, again, it's sort of slightly dystopian, where a crooked government... Weirdly, they promote a pop star mm. in order to suppress the masses and um, communicate their ideology. It's... It's slightly Bizarre, starring okay. a, a man who was on, later on, Beat the Teacher at Children's BBC TV series. It's it's a similar sort of, not that similar, but mm, yeah. you oh, can certainly run it as a double bill. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's yeah. interesting. Very it's odd. It's from the 60s? Yes, it is, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I've not heard of that at all. Got that but. Blu-ray if you really want to borrow it, but um, yeah, it's, it's quite mad. Okay.
1: Oh, fantastic. Okay, okay that's mate. Uh, what have you got? That's the apple. Okay, well I've
0: got something slightly more recent than whenever the flipping hell that was uh, made. Um, I've got Jordan Peele's Note. Did you know that the very first assembly of photographs to create a motion picture was a two-second clip of a black man on a horse, and that man is my great-great
1: grandfather. Great. There's another great grandfather. But that's why back at the Haywood Ranch as the only black-owned horse trainers in Hollywood, we like to say, since the moment pitches could move, yeah, skin in the game. Okay, oh, Jordan Peele.
0: Jordan Peele, who mm. I love because. He's of, banging them out, isn't he? Yeah, He's Get Fretty. Out Us. He also produced Candyman and I think had a, a strong hand in the creation of that. So, Nope stars Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, I didn't hate to say her name, sorry, Michael Wincott. Um, mm. And it tells the tale of like an alien spaceship, horse wrangling, and a lot of looking at the sky blankly. I didn't like it. And I'm really, no one is more gutted than me. Well, maybe Jordan Peele. Maybe he's really upset. Maybe he's heard that I love his previous two films. I think I like Us More than Get Out. I love his two films. This is by turns, it's silly, it's uninvolving, it's preposterous conceit that it doesn't really sell. Characters I don't care about. And I think Kaluuya does, as directed, completely, but it's a really blank, uninvolving performance, devoid entirely of empathy or depth. Uh, the girl who plays her sister you know, fares a little better because her character is naturally more sparky and more gregarious and outgoing, but it's, it's still a really hard film to sort of get through. And it's supposed to be sort of shock and awe. People have described it as like Jaws. But I think one of the best descriptions of it is from our own uh, Steve O'Brien, who said it's like Tremors by way of Denny de or whatever he's called, uh, which sounds great, but it's not. It, yeah. oh, it's okay. pretentious and dull it's very much like that Candyman remake I mentioned it's just, it thuds with symbolism at every turn that doesn't really go anywhere it aims for awe but it's just a bore there you go, Nice. really really upsetting, well not upsetting, it's a ridiculous thing to say <laughs> um, <laughs> disappointing
1: that is a shame and that's it's odd that you say that about the, the characterisation in it because one of the things that um, I think is, is best about Get Out and Us is that mm-hmm. it really sells you on the characters before yeah. it gets into the sort of meat and potatoes of it. Like yeah. you, you're so invested in them, and they they seem so believable as as um, you know, family unit or, mm-hmm. or, or or you know the the relationship of of uh, the man and the woman and Get Out, and, and yeah. it's just yeah. Uh, so that I find that odd Um that, but... that that's lacking in this. Um, I, although, given the way that you've described it, I I would want to check it out. I'll want mm. to check it out anyway because yeah. it's him. Um, yeah.
0: It's pretty worth saying I'm an outlier on this, uh, largely. Most oh, people really? love it. Oh, OK. But I'm still not getting what they're saying about it. I think... I don't. I can't see... There's no... It's lacking entirely in the humour that I think Get Out and Us really used... And they used it so dynamically and well in the, that that humour did not at one any point... Um, Usurp, like the drama or anything like that it complemented mm. it but on here the, it's just not there
1: I think he's, he's someone silly. that really understands that horror needs quite often needs punctuation marks of humour yeah. to, to break the rhythm of it because or else it's just relentless yeah. you know uh, yeah oh,
0: and arguably this isn't really horror maybe it's more sci-fi it's um, big screen wonderment I just yeah it really left me cold okay. um, yeah real disappointment and just just silly unfortunately. Sorry. Yeah.
1: Oh, what else you got? A shame. Um, two Alfred Hitchcock films. Well, not, not two. One, really. Um, one I'd never seen before. 1972's Frenzy. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, which I... It was on Sky Arts uh, one night and uh, I'd, I'd never seen it for, didn't really know anything about it. Mm-hmm. I guess the point I want to make about it is that it, it feels so much more modern than... Um, his earlier work like uh, sort of kind of light years ahead of it and I, it, it what really stood out to me is that he's someone that who whatever the um, zeitgeist is or the or the, the, the flavour of the times is he wants to push mm. the boundaries of what is acceptable because there's some horrible scenes in this film <laughs> okay. um, and, and it made me kind of think it's like well you, you kind of get sanitised to or desensitised to mm-hmm. um, certain things so like I watched they're doing a season, so I watched Psycho a few weeks later. Right, right. Um, and obviously, that's so oft played mm-hmm. that you, you you kind of sometimes forget the fact that it would have been genuinely shocking at yeah. the time. Um, but this, to me, I mean, 1972—that's 50 years ago—but it, yeah. it was still um, there's a particularly there's like a, an assault scene from from the point of view of the assaulter. Right, okay. And it, it's, it's deeply uncomfortable. Okay. Um, and it, But it was it, I guess it was quite interesting to see Alfred Hitchcock return to, like, a London setting yeah. in the 70s um, and, and see all that sort of side of things. Uh, I'm not... I, I wasn't... I, I mean, almost all Hitchcock is reviewed exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. I didn't particularly get on with it. Oh. But then again, a lot of things I watched for the first time, mm-hmm. I don't get on with. Yeah, sure. Like Vertigo, I didn't... That I would count amongst my favourite films. Now, right, okay. The first time I watched it, I found it very impenetrable no. and hard to get into. Right. Um, the ones that I found the most immediate was, would have been Psycho and the Birds, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, it was something like Rear Window, I watched recently. Again, the first time I watched that, I I, I wasn't particularly taken with it. And again, yeah. I watched it recently, I was like, oh, well, this is obviously a masterpiece, yeah, yeah, as, sure. as, you know, he's lauded <laughs> as one of the greatest directors for a very good reason. But yeah, it was just. It, it, it almost felt... I mean, there were certain shots and, and, and techniques in it which marked... Other mm-hmm. than that, it, it, did, it felt like a very different style to what I was used to from Okay. It. Well, I, I
0: don't think I've seen it. And is it not, if not his... One of his last... What well, his last? I think it's the penultimate one. I don't uh, okay, know what sure. the final one is, but no, i okay. I'm not
1: enough of a film historian to know off the top of my head. But yeah. And I guess
0: 72, you're sort of sitting there amongst the Jallot... Which was hugely influenced by him mean, anyway, because Shallow was, was what late sixties, sort of yeah, and it sort of blossomed around that sort of time. I'd love to sort of have a double bill of like Frenzy and maybe Deep Red or something like that. Well, even it's... though I haven't even seen Frenzy, I no, I don't don't really think I've seen it.
1: Well, it's it's almost it's almost like art art imitates art imitates art, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's yeah. like go, goes back to it because um, although this went, this had a very very definite British feel, okay, even cool. though Hitchcock had been living in America for yeah. what twenty years. But That's exciting. Like What's, who's the lead? Yeah, is it people I hadn't heard of Barry Foster and John Finch. Okay, those guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. So <laughs> it's not like
0: they run a plumbing business when they're not acting. Yeah, um, Foster and Finch, get them in, mate. <laughs> Leaky toilet, Foster's man. So
1: no, I didn't. I didn't know. And um, again, it's not. It's the, the music was by someone called Ron Goodwin, who I hadn't heard of before. Okay. Uh, so, so I guess all those kind of things came together to to make it feel very different.
0: Okay. Exciting, I do want to watch it. Deaths. For sure. Uh, okay, shall I go more current again then? Go for it. Okay, you're bringing the retro, I'm bringing the current. And that is Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power Uh-oh. TV series from Amazon.
1: Haven't you ever wondered? What else is out there? There's wonders in this world. Beyond our wandering.
0: Which seems a bit premature because it hasn't actually finished yet. We're six episodes in now, so it's Amazon's massive sort of investment stroke gamble, uh, taking on the Lord of the Rings appendices and all the sort of Silmarillion and all that BDL fantasy stuff set many, many years before... You know the saga we all know. Master Frodo, I love you, Frodo said. <laughs> <laughs> Lips off my ass. Um, so it deals, I think, with all the sort of looming, impending doom and Sauron and the rise of the orcs as a force, you know, not to be fucked with and all that lot. Um, it is slow, perhaps like glacially so, but. Uh, I don't care a bit. I love it. I'm loving it. It is a fully realised world of like class structures, of immense backdrops, beautifully rendered, like cityscapes, charming inhabitants. There's there's like a pomp to it, a, um, a sort of even a touch of like the cod Shakespearean dialogue, but actually heart to it. And the heart of it is its heart is its characters, who are all have purpose and intrigue and folly and goals and backstory, and it's all pitched at that slightly. Uh, relatable, but ever so slightly elevated sort of level that I think connects it. The the tissue of it connects you know, wonderfully with of Tol- uh, no, Tolkien Jackson's trilogy, mm-hmm. and I mean very specifically the trilogy, not the sort of shitty cartoonish Hobbit films which mm-hmm. came much later. It's quite brutal. In fact, it's much more brutal, I think, than Lord of the Rings. It, all the performances are wonderful. Uh, the Galadriel actress she's coming quite a lot of criticism because she's not what's her name Kate Blanchet. Kate Blanchet, yeah. Um, but that's nonsense, she's younger and she's different, but she also does it weirdly, she has that sort of endlessly fascinating face which works for the camera, you can't take your eyes off her, it's a really big, like a sort of mercurial sort of touch to her, like you, you never know what she's going to look like the one um, one frame to the next, much like Kate Blanche, I think, who is able to sort of sink into roles uh, seamlessly. Um, and it's just made with so much love and care, and you can just feel the sort of... Every bit of stitching that's gone into it, I think it's beautiful. It's just a world I like being around. And even if its story is sort of developing at a very slow pace, I think episode six and something monumental has just happened. We've taken a lot of episodes of a lot of talking to get there. But the characters themselves, everyone has good relationships. And it's really great to see, finally, elves and dwarves with that sort of slightly antagonistic uh, relationship. Just being much more interesting than you know Legolas and Gimli from the Lord of the Rings whose little sparring back and forth thing which I'm sure was fine for kids always used to great on me mm. but this time round it's such a mature approach I don't know I think it's great it's got Howard Shaw doing the theme which actually feels much more get, Lord of uh, Game of Thrones I think mm. than actually Lord of the Rings but it does fit in but the actual score is done by someone else whose name I can't remember at all but you can hear certainly hints and cues which tie into Jackson's trilogy because ultimately it's it doesn't have to at all. In fact, I think they've gone out their way to not be, but it does very much tie into that world. I think, I don't know if legally they're allowed to or what, because it's not, it's not wing nut or whatever they're yeah. called or whoever. It's um, completely different, even though I really love the trilogy, but it's, it's great. I really like it.
1: I think I've, I've been jaded by the Hobbit films mm-hmm. uh, to, to now be wary of anything that comes out from that sort of world. Yeah. So that, I'm really glad you said this because it, it sounds, sounds interesting and something that I... Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll try and check out at some point. Yeah, uh, it's
0: had a lot of bad, um, negative uh, feedback from a lot of, sort of sad-ass Tolkienites. Mm. You say, well, that wouldn't happen. It's like, well, no, it wouldn't, but it's an adaptation. Don't worry about it. Just enjoy it for what it is. And I'm doing that. It's fine. I don't even understand half of what's going on half the time. I just like being in that world. Right, I've said that about four times now, so let's move on.
1: That's fine. Does anybody toss a dwarf in it?
0: No one has tossed a single dwarf yet. No, disappointing. Fuming.
1: Yeah, Yeah. come on, mate. Um, I watched uh, from 2011, so we're getting slightly more recent (laughs) now. (laughs) Only eleven years ago. Yeah, Uh, I watched Your Next, directed by Adam Wingard. Why would anybody do this? He's been watching us for days.
0: This wasn't a random attack. Oh my God! Right, please tell me what. So my face is now one of delight, as you can see. <laughs> what did you think?
1: I don't know what you want me to say, but I, 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 I really disliked it. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> what did? You, what I did love you... that film. I think it's brilliant. Do you really? Yeah. Oh okay. i well, really, I'm really, about really to like tear it. it to shreds. Okay. Go for it. No, yeah, this it. will be That's interesting because I, I can see. I yeah. want to know why you liked it because I, I honestly thought it mm-hmm. was. I thought it was. Derivative. I yeah, thought yeah. It relied on gore too much. I was <laughs> totally uninvested in the characters. I oh, thought wow. they were all smarmy bastards. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get the motive at all. I didn't understand it. I mm-hmm. thought it was, if anything, weirdly too fast-paced. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I, I just thought it was um, exploitative bollocks. Really, <laughs> I, 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 didn't. I did yeah. not rate it at all. Um, so just for anyone that doesn't know, it's it's a sort of home invasion mm. slasher horror. Um, a family um, meets for uh, like a special occasion. I can't even remember what it what it is in a in a country house, and then um, these people turn while they're having dinner. Um, these is it arrows are shot through the window, yeah. or something like that, and, and then they're, they're sort of stalked one by one, and you and you kind of work out what, what's going on. Um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't. I really disliked it actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Not oh, even are, just wow. ambivalence. Like yeah. I was, I watching it, like, watch it. going, I'm fucking hating this <laughs> Tell me, tell me what you think of it. I'm really interested. All, right. All the things you listed. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fast pace. I love the explosive. The funny
0: thing is, Adam Wingard also directed VHS, right. which I dislike intensely. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's strange because um, I feel that's really derivative and it doesn't offer anything new. I don't know. I think my main thing was I really like the main character, the the final girl, if you like. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. she was badass, kick ass and brilliant and I just thought it grabbed me by the throat and didn't let go for you know whatever it was 90 minutes 80 minutes yeah. it's pretty short it's also got her off of the um, Brian Yisner films uh, right. from old and stuff like that and uh, hang on Reanimator. there we are um, I like her I think she's just a reassuring presence in films no yeah, I just I really liked it I for all that the, yeah I thought it was just fun fast paced oh, Okay. and yeah I see what you mean it is it's quite mean spirited in some respects which I normally don't like and home invasion movies per se I don't like at all I find them quite upsetting and and just not fun, but yeah. this one I did because I thought everyone was grotty and horrible, and I thought most of them deserved it
1: yeah fair, fair enough, mm. there, there is that i guess um yeah I, get, I I don't know what it was about it but i think I think part of it might have been mm. the fact that I've heard it rated highly mm. from lots of different sources, like it was it was reviewed well and I've yeah. heard other people speak well of it yeah um, for well like we're saying 11 years now so mm-hmm. and then I thought oh I'll finally get around to watching that yeah. Like and, and, and yeah didn't live up to expectations at all in fact it, hmm. it sort of completely sort of buried them really okay uh, yeah very yeah that's uh, yeah. Yeah. interesting difference of opinion <laughs> yeah weirdly I think one of the
0: best home invasion films which isn't really sort of set up as a home invasion film is Henry portrait of a serial killer yeah. starring him off Guardians of Galaxy I've forgotten his name and um because it's kind of this strange I don't know if you've seen it or not um it, it starts it's basically like a guide to how to serial killer if you're going to move around the country and kill lots of people in succession things like that
1: right
0: played it's Henry what's his name can't remember um Henry. That's the name of the character. What's the um, the actor's name? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. He's great. Anyway, and it's almost got this sort of jolly sense of you're in it for the ride, because you're seeing how he, he undertakes his misery. He murders people for fun, and how you would do that. But then suddenly, you are watching him, watching a home invasion video. He's filmed himself. Yeah. And it's the most horrific, horrendous, awful thing you could ever watch, because this is real, and these are people at home and they're invading, and... The abject misery he's causing these people is just... It's beyond the pale. And actually, at that moment, you think, oh, yeah, God, this is not entertainment. This is real. It's not real. Be yeah, yeah. Um, he's that- a murderer. He's exploitive. He's horrendous. Oh, yeah. No, I get it. It's great. It's brilliant. That
1: sounds really interesting.
0: It's a very, very, very good film. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's not without, obviously, its issues. Um,
1: John McNaughton. Oh, no, Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker, that's good. it. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. He... Um, yeah. He's in Guardians of the Galaxy and lots of other things too. Okay. But he's pretty much unrecognisable in this. It's, it's great. Right. Really good film.
1: Yeah. So yeah, sounds good.
0: Okay. Um, I've only got one more. You?
1: Uh, I've got probably as many. I've got loads, but I'll only talk about a few more of them. Uh-huh. Uh Yeah. No. Go go for it. Uh,
0: well, I just quick briefly say that Clerks three I mean uh, to see. Yes, Clerks. No, one of My yeah. favourite
1: franchises. Clerks. I don't know if it is a franchise. Yeah,
0: I think Clerks might be in my top five films of all time.
1: Clerks yeah. is a masterpiece. Yeah, yeah.
0: It, it's just part of my DNA. I think yeah. when I first saw it, it just struck a real hardcore chord with me. Um, maybe because I'm just a Gen X slacker, <laughs> you know, who likes grunge and rock and roll and not doing a lot. But um, yeah, so this is the when was Clerk's released? Like Night This is, I guess, it's thirty years ago or something like that, more or less. Was it ninety
1: three? No, uh, no three ninety four, something like that. Yeah, yeah, anyway. 95, certainly. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, and so this tells the tale of Dante and Randall, who now own the convenience store, the Stop mm-hmm. Groceries, which I think we should go to New Jersey and visit, if February that way. So they own it, and Dante has a heart attack during okay. you know, some shenanigans, as always. And, no he doesn't, Randall has a heart attack, I'm so sorry. Randall has a heart attack, okay. and then decides to make a film of his life. A film which, of course, becomes the first film, okay. Clerks. Ah, right, okay. Right. Um and already you can sort of get a sense of that nostalgia yeah. in which this film positively drowns. I liked it in and of itself, but I think unless you've seen the first one and love the first one, even if you do, what do you want to say is not very good. <laughs> it really isn't. It's a bit disappointing. It's absolutely in love with its sort of ethos and with its legacy, and even all the small little tiny moments in Clerks, which I sort of thought aren't mistakes, but they're just sort of thrown in there. They reference those. Everything is super referenced within an inch of his life, and it just becomes a little bit less as a result of it. But you know what? I still loved it, because Mm. I love Clerks. Um, Yeah, we were the only two people in an entirely empty cinema. Really? Yeah. what What screen was it on? Uh, screen 4, I think? One of the smaller ones. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you can get a good 60, 70 people in there, I guess. Yeah. I was, I was decided that if it wasn't even very good at all, I would sit in every single seat during <laughs> <laughs> that performance. As because once so I went into um, a urinal in a service station with my son. No one was in there. This was like somewhat like four or five in the morning. I was like, son, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piss in every single one of these. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. It was great. <laughs> um, so in a similar way, I was going to do it in the cinema. But it was good enough that I didn't do that. So there you go. Put that on the box, (laughs) the (laughs) Blu-ray. Yeah, it was okay. We got to have snogsy times during some of the lowdown bits because there was no one else there. It was nice. That's (laughs) cool. Quick illicit snogs in the back of the cinema. Yeah, I mean it's not very good. (laughs) Let's be honest.
1: I like. I really like the fact that after sort of twenty odd years of marriage, you still want to do that. That's really cool. Yeah, clerks. So I think well, clerks too. What's what's good is that it's. The first sort of two to three minutes of it mm. make you think, oh, we're going to be, this is what the first film, because it's got that black and white sequence, yeah, yeah. and then it's something completely different and mm-hmm. fresh, and yeah. even though it's sort of in a similar setting, I think uh, the pace and and the dialogue and everything to see, mm. it feels like it's the same but different yeah yeah like it is it is its own thing yeah totally so uh, I'm kind of disappointed about it. I don't know whether I'm going to want to watch it now because well, if it's mostly because I don't want it to I mean does it did it would it did any a- aspect of it uh, take anything away from the first film oh no 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 right, you, okay. no
0: absolutely you can watch the first one in isolation and right. it's still one of my favourite films of all time um, but it, well it didn't do anything new with it certainly mm. Um, but actually, the last sort of twenty, thirty minutes are for me. They really stirred an emotion in me. I was like, "Oh, that's that." That hit me. Oh,
1: uh, okay, all
0: right. That's not again. It's not say it's very good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. It, no, no, it no. feels a, a little right. bit manipulative uh, in a sort of cynical way. Mm. But oh, you know what? I, I still love Kevin Smith for doing what he done. You know, yeah, he's, he's a dude
1: well one of the things I like about his filmmaking is that he has made so many varied films even though Mm -hmm. they are like a lot of them are linked together with the idea of like pure art humour and that sort of thing like thematically they're they're all quite different yeah I mean literally they're set in the same viewersque universe yeah yeah they have
0: the same recurring
1: characters and stuff yeah Uh, ah okay well I've just got a few more I just want to go through uh, before we get to the Main theme. I watched *Romance in the Stone* (1984). Kathleen uh, Kennedy. Right, yeah, Kathleen Kathleen Turner. Kathleen Turner. Uh, sorry. Michael Douglas, Michael Douglas. Directed by Robert Zemeckis. Um, what I enjoyed it way more than I thought I was going to. Uh, Michael Douglas, not in full-on oily smarmy mode quite <laughs> yet. And I thought it was. A, I didn't realize how much it was. It was kind of. It was almost like it was a children's film for adults. Mm-hmm. It's like an adventure sort of film. I quite enjoyed it, yeah. Are they like a couple on the cusp of breaking up or something? Is that right? Or no, no? there's they only just, two of them. They only just meet. Uh, no. there isn't. There are more films in the series, which right, I've, yeah. I've only watched the first one. Okay, okay. Like, um, yeah, so... I thought Danny DeVito was in one of Danny them. Danny DeVito he? is in, yeah, in this he's one. In this yeah. one, okay, yeah, sure. He's the villain in I've seen it, one of them so. and I don't remember it. Yeah. So it's probably that one. <laughs> no, <laughs> I thought it was, good. It was it just good fun, really. Okay. Um, I watched uh, The French Connection, Oh yeah, okay, I saw that when I had
0: COVID earlier again this year Okay, yeah For the first time
1: Yeah, weirdly, it's the first time I've watched it as well Um, I really enjoyed it And again, it just uh, a few episodes ago We had that conversation that I'd kind of realised that uh, You know, William Friedkin is why, Why is he not amongst the conversations of of the great directors, he, yeah, yeah. he only seems to get mentioned when people are talking about The Exorcist. Yeah, but he's got this such a varied, interesting body of work. Mm. And I didn't realize that uh, when I was looking up about this, he, he prior to um, you know, be making sort of feature films, he was a documentary filmmaker. Oh, okay, and that's and I, I think that's where some of this sort of gritty yeah uh, look comes from because that's that's what a lot a lot of them are. Yeah, really mm. enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. Mm. Um, fully deserves all the accolades it gets. Um. Fitting in with our remakes theme, mm. I watched 2002 version of Solaris, uh, okay. directed by Steven Soderbergh, starring George Clooney. Right. Um, and I was mostly disappointed with it. Unfortunately. Oh, Steve! Yeah, I know. Well, George. And he's a good filmmaker, but it's it. it uh, problem was, it just didn't. the The Tarkovsky original yeah. is about three hours long. And they don't even really go to space for the whole first hour of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. This one, it's straight away you're in there, and it it, it 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 took things in a kind of different direction. I don't know whether it was referencing back to the book in a different way because I've not read the book, but yeah, it didn't really do it for me. It pro- probably because I put I really put the the Tarkovsky version on a bit of a pedestal. So uh-huh. how, how are you ever going to live up to that? So. Sure. But I just thought I'd mention that because it ties in with our. Um, sort of theme and mm. finally uh, I finally got around to watching uh, Star Wars Episode 9 um, oh my god you've the, only just seen that the rise of Skywalker yeah the rise of Skywalker um,
0: and the rise of Skywalker
1: yeah <laughs> what do you think uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's basically it, was, it. that'll I, do <laughs> yeah I thought it was I thought it was not as good as the people who say it's really good mm-hmm. think it is and I thought it was not as bad as the people who think it's a piece of shit think yeah. it is yeah um, I thought as a standalone film, yes, fine. Um, as the conclusion to one of the sort of biggest, most audacious mm-hmm. film franchises ever, possibly falls slightly mm-hmm. short of the mark. Um I did like the overall the overall theme, I guess, of those films, those that trilogy mm-hmm. as they as in those th- three films that sit together is concluding with this film probably makes the th- the theme like you don't have to be what you're Name is or what people think that you have to be because I guess the theme is like so Finn like he breaks away from being a, S- a storm stormtrooper, yeah. um, mm. and then you know this is like well she she's she thinks that she's the descendant of somebody yeah. and it turns out that she's not but mm-hmm. she can be her own person. Um Yeah, it just I don't know it's just all it was fine mm-hmm. and I wasn't half as annoyed at, with the whole emperor thing as. No a lot of people were. I did just think it was a little bit kind of lazy. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, it was It was all right. I, prob- I, I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. <laughs> know, I'm, I'm certainly not in any rush to. Um, no. Yeah, but I mean, how can you live up to that original trilogy?
0: Yeah, It's so contrived, I think. Yeah, it did problem, feel it. very just, contrived, yeah. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, like they were forcing bricks together and pieces of, which didn't really fit. But you know, it was fu- yeah, like you say, it was entertaining enough. It carried along and it finished, and everyone went home and was happy enough. Um, I just, I'm so still bewildered they started that trilogy without knowing how. Like they were having a rough idea of the story plan. Idea? Like, yeah, who does that with billions of worth dollars worth of franchise? It's insane.
1: It's the yeah, I know that is it. And and the thing is, is that I mean, I don't know how the original three were written, but. No the the final scene you know of the, the of the final film mm-hmm. of, of Return of the Jedi ties yeah. in with the first scenes yes. of the first film mm-hmm. and it's it, it is the story arc of. Of not just but Luke and Vader really—it's Vader's redemption story hmm. and and Luke as, as the you know the hero's journey sort mm-hmm. of thing. It just—it's mm. a big sigh, isn't it? We're all a
0: bit Star Wars out, really. Yeah. Now. I know, like Andor's just started on Disney. It's too much. I can't be asked to go anywhere near it. I really liked, as I said last episode, Obi Wan. Um, is it Obi Wan? Yeah. Largely yeah. because yeah, I wanted to see. I, I watched that story largely because I wanted to see, Matey back in the role. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I don't know. Leave it alone. Yeah. Drop the force for a bit. Pick it up again in a decade's time yeah. or something. Oh, also like oh, what's it called? Thor: Love and Thunder. I watched recently. Taika Waititi's sequel to Ragnarok.
1: Yeah. What did you think of that?
0: Bit messy. Oh really? Bit self-aware. Bit too in love with itself. But okay. like, uh, it's all right. It's it's fine. It's funny enough, but it's very aware that it's a comedy. And I don't like it when people act as if they know they're in a comedy. People shouldn't know they're in a comedy. That's why it's funny. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. But it was funny in sections. It's just, and then the end it becomes a generic Marvel film. It's really annoying because I love Taika Waititi. And I want him to be successful, but also I want him to go and make the sort of early, heartfelt, kooky films he made when he was in New Zealand. So it's that weird balance of wanting Tim to do well, but also, can you just do the old stuff, please?
1: Play the hits. You probably (laughs) won't get that back
0: now. No, it's a shame. Like, Jojo Rabbit, I really didn't get on with. Anyway, I'd rather have him than not have him. Yeah. uh, You know, like, he's got that legacy of what we do in the shadows, and that's just doing absolute gangbusters at the moment. So, Mm.
1: you know. Fantastic.
0: All right, should we move on to a quiz? Before we're done.
1: Let's do it. Yeah. Do it. Woo! So
0: right. you've got a quiz for me.
1: Yeah, I've got a quiz for you um, based on the theme of remakes. Oh, uh, well, shit. I haven't come up with a good title for it though. I was gonna try and come up with um, re- uh, remake this. Uh, no, I can't <laughs> That was awful. Yeah. Rewind? Uh, Rewind when the films say no. <sighs> no, this doesn't work. Right. Uh, quiz. It's time for the quiz. Yeah, that'll do. I've got a quiz about remakes. Awesome. I'm going to um, do terribly. Yeah, no, you'll do really well. So, uh, you have 12 questions. Oh, what? Okay. I've remade mm-hmm. the titles of right. some films that are remakes. What? So, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna say uh, the title of the film that I've made up. Okay. And it's that I've remade. The title of a film. When
0: you say remade is it an anagram, or have you just mixed it's, up the words? It's
1: not an anagram. I've mixed up the words and, and had new ones in, which are sort of roughly a kind All of right. descriptional pointed to what the film is. And so I'm going to say a sentence, mm-hmm. which is the fictional title of a film, and right. you have to guess what the real film is. Okay. And that film will will have been a remake, right? Got or it. remade at some point. Yes. Okay. okay. Got it. Yeah, got it. All right, okay, brilliant. Yeah. So, um, number one. Yeah. Oh no! There's a raid in the thirteenth station. Oh, uh, that is John Carpenter's
0: excellent assault on Precinct Thirteen. Yeah,
1: that is correct. Well done. Oh, I like you that. Well done. well done. That's excellent. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I
0: watched that recently for the first time. It's fucking amazing. I'm annoyed I hadn't watched it earlier. Go on. Yeah, uh,
1: 1976, <coughs> a remade in 2005. I've not seen. The it was yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it looked rubbish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, number two, Mm -hmm. uh, The Rugged Rock That Causes Terror. Oh, what the hell? The Rugged
0: Rock That Causes Terror. If you say rock, my mind goes to Dwayne Johnson. (laughs) It's definitely (laughs) not that. He is rugged. No, he's not rugged. He's
1: very shiny. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, light bounces off him. Yeah. The Rugged Rock That Causes Terror. What the bloody hell? What film that was... King Kong?
1: What film that was remade could that be? This is like a literal description of, of of the film's title. Not really to do with. The, the
0: What's plot? a rugged rock? The cliff. Oh,
1: you, oh you're heading in the right direction.
0: The cliff, the mountain of doom.
1: <laughs> what? The rugged rock that causes. What's a rugged terror. rock?
0: Oh god! I, drew, I grew up in a town with loads of rugged cliffs.
1: Um, so if someone were gonna sail round one of those cliffs, what what might that be?
0: An island. Oh, the island that of, of causes terror. No, the Doctor Moreau. No. no.
1: Uh, The
0: mountain The volcano Mm, Of doom No Do you give up?
1: Yeah Are you sure? No The cliff (laughs) Yeah If you were going to sail around a cliff What might you call the cliff?
0: I don't know A
1: cliff I still call it a cliff A rock
0: A mountain A uh,
1: What if the cliff was the apex Do you know I didn't
0: do geography I did history (laughs) What
1: if it was like the apex point of a journey And you had to go around it I don't understand. You, shall I tell you? Yeah. You give it's Cape Fear. Oh, fucking hell.
0: Cape Fear. <laughs> Sorry, man. Oh, mate. Oh. That's good. I think of the capers, I think, like Batman and Dracula wear, not that rock thing. We're
1: on, in. No, uh, fair enough. Yeah, so in 1962 remade in, in 1991 by oh, yeah. Martin Scorsese. Uh... Is it De Niro? Yeah. Is it yep. a big bad boy on the yep, boat? Yeah, that's
0: right. Big influence on uh, Bray Wyatt the Wrestler. Yes,
1: Um, and a Simpsons episode. Oh, yes, of course, yeah, with
0: a. (laughs) That bit.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, number three. Giants doing battle. Giants doing battle.
0: Giants doing battle. Transformers, no. Um, Godzilla versus Yodzuki. Oh, no. Um, What's giants? What is a giant?
1: Oh, 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 God, you, could, uh, you could say, if I were to flip it around, you could say Battle of the Giants.
0: Okay. Still not going to get this, you know that, oh, don't you? I'm okay. rubbish at this. No, no, <laughs>
1: no, no, no. <laughs> Your face is one of disappointment. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm so much better in the host seat. <laughs> <laughs> I've got all the answers. Right. Uh, Battle of the Giants. Right. Um, fight of the Robots. No. Right. Why are we thinking of robots? a giant who's a giant mythological uh, cave beasts the BFG um, no. it's
1: <laughs> no think sort of um, what is a giant Greek uh, Olympus has fallen oh, um, almost older um, than
0: that the great gods oh gods of war god no. of war Oh, That's close, a playstation no. game yeah, god.
1: No. giants if they're giants what are they giants that's all what they are. Might they also be you're not gonna get this? One. No! <laughs> Clash of the Titans. Oh, <laughs> okay, I'm not uh, doing very well here, am I? 1981 remade in 2010. Was it? Yeah.
0: Didn't even know that. Okay. Okay.
1: Alright. All right. You got one so far, <clears> out <throat> three. Come
0: on. That's it's, right, it's
1: 33%. Um Quick maps. Number four. Yeah. Allow me to introduce Joseph Lack of Colour.
0: Oh, Meet Joe Black! Yes! Well done! Yeah, <laughs> I like that.
1: That's good. Ooh. You see, that, I that's thought that was going to be the difficult one, and you got it straight away. No, that's, that's good, yeah. Yeah, Meet Joe Black, uh, 1988 yeah. remake of Death Takes a Holiday from 1930. I
0: did not know that was a remake. Yeah. I remember Brad Pitt's amazing curtains in that film. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Mm. yeah. And it had um, like, Claire Lane in it off of uh, Morris.
1: The most <laughs> 90s haircut ever. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. Uh, number five. Yeah. So you got that. Let me just mark that down.
0: He's scoring me? Yeah, I'm All right, you, Cass, get on my head. <laughs>
1: uh, number five. Yeah. Weird end of the week. Friday. Weird end of the week. Crazy Friday.
0: Crazy Friday
1: times. Weird end of the week. <laughs> what? Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday. Yes, of course it is. Well done. Yeah. Uh, 1976 <laughs> remade in. 2003 and a couple of TV adaptations and it's now been remade as Freaky which is like oh. something else I don't know. Uh,
0: well we watched the Jamie Lee Curtis right and uh, off of Herbie the Lovebug and that. Yeah. What's her name? Um oh god uh, Lindsay Lohan. Yeah yeah. We watched yeah. that version a few years ago as a family and we thoroughly enjoyed it actually. Oh, it's quite fun. Yeah. yeah. It's sort of rubbish but fun. Oh,
1: that's fine. Rubbish mm-hmm. but fun is fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. No you don't you've got 3 out of 5 now so you're <sighs> right. flooring back. Come on. Here. Okay. Um, number six. Yep. The desert mountains can see. What the fuck does that? Have you gone wrong. The desert yeah. mountains. There's no such thing. What? The desert mountains can see.
0: Salt and sands. The sands of vision.
1: If something can see, yeah. what might it. What might it. it can see. Yes. Yeah. It can. What might it have? Eyes, the eyes of the des- sand, the desert mountains. So was, what's a desert mountain? Well, I kind of—it's not really anything. <laughs> I just, this is more to do with the, where the film. The set. hills have eyes. Yes. yes. Correct. The hills have eyes. Ma-
0: oh, because it's set in the desert. Yeah, right? Yeah. I know. Okay, it, I, yeah, I know. Fine. It's a
1: little bit. Tedious, so just, <laughs> I thought I was directing you in the right direction, but it just threw you. The right remake on. of
0: that is actually pretty damn good.
1: Would you say the remake is better than the original? Yes. <laughs> I would actually, yeah. It's Don't really tell good Wes. No. Yeah. Uh, he's dead now. Yeah, dead. fine. Yeah. Um, 1977, 2006. Uh, okay, brilliant. Um, mm-hmm. Right. Uh, this, is, this one's not good. This is not a good one. Number seven. Um, the well-educated scientist who teaches us is barmy. The Nutty
0: Professor. Yes! yes. Well done. That's, nice. That's, that's good. I like that one. That's Yeah. Remade in
1: 1996 from the 1963 original. Okay. Um,
0: uh, hang on, what's the remember the one with Eddie Murphy. Yeah,
1: that's the 96 one.
0: Yeah, what's the other one? I, I don't know. Oh, Jerry Lee Lewis, wasn't
1: it? I've not seen it. Yeah, it oh, is, yeah.
0: Not Jerry Lee Lewis. Um, Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis, yeah. yeah. Same difference.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that one's much more problematic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, question eight mm-hmm. Or title eight rather Right Ancient male child
0: Old boy Old oh, yes, boy of course Well done Yeah I've Still not seen the Spike Lee version Yeah Don't do, plan you on you it You don't need no, to It's fine
1: no. Yeah it's not as good as the 2003 original um, Alright fine um, Number nine mm-hmm. Loads of dogs <laughs> <laughs> loads of dogs 101 Dalmatians yes <laughs> yeah very good 61 and 96 um, right really uh, this is this one's. this is a tenuous one okay question 10 Ice cream flavour, atmosphere. Vanilla Sky. Yeah, you knew that always before I'd finished saying it, yeah. <laughs> because um, vanilla's the only thing, that
0: like ice cream's <laughs> the only thing that has vanilla as a
1: flavour. Brilliant. Um, which is a, a remake of a 1997 film called Open Your Eyes. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, number 11. Uh-huh. This is, I was getting tired by the time I got to this. <laughs> no. Primate World. What? Monkey Island? Primate World. Monkey Planet. Primate World. The Planet of the Apes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Monkey Planet. Monkey Planet. Just like of dinzy <knock-offs>. Monkey Planet. <laughs> they can't afford the original.
0: <laughs> Got this down the market. I think it's the same film. <laughs> All right.
1: Oh, my God. Right, that's brilliant. Um, okay, and uh, number 12. All right. The policeman is mechanical. River Cop! Yes! Yes. uh, I feel like you've you've really (sighs) got to grips with that by the end of the day. Yes, thank you. you Excellent. um, Do you know what? Actually, you ended up getting all of them, apart from those two. Those two bastards. You got 10 out of 12. Nice one! very good. Thank you. um, Oh, a bonus question. I forgot about this. Um, So, this is a... uh, I want you to guess the original film. I'm going to tell you the title of a Foreign film, okay, um, which, which has been retitled. Right. You tell me the title of the original film. Oh. Yeah. Um, and for a bonus point, if you could guess the country, you'll never guess it because it could be from anywhere. But, <laughs> um, so, <laughs> the title of this film is "Hello, Mr. Billy There." What? Hello, Mr. Billy There. This is a remake of a famous film, which has actually been remade loads of times. Oh. Hello, Mr. Billy There. Um. It's hello. When, when you know what the original film is. it's Hello funny.
0: again. Um, We're starring Shelley Long. Um, no, it doesn't sound anything like. Okay, go on then. What is it? you give Richie up. Rich. Um, you're in the right ballpark. Right. Okay.
1: Uh, oh, Brewster's Millions. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hello, Mr. Billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, which is a 2018. Um, you want to guess the country? Oh yeah. Um, Indonesia.
0: China. I was going to go China and right, I just thought, no. Right
1: continent. Uh, yeah, right. Chinese from 2018, a Chinese remake of Brewster's Millions, which mm-hmm. was originally made in 1914, has been made, made about six times, I think. So. Oh, really? So Didn't know that. A lot of times, yeah. Yeah, the rich and prior one will always be the classic mm. to my eyes. Okay. Well, well, you did very well. Thanks, Sunshine. So, yeah. Um, Lovely. 10 out of 12 plus the bonus. Well done. Yay. That was a good quiz. Okay. Yeah, well,
0: it was a good quiz, thank, thank you very much. much. Should we move on to our core subject?
1: Yes. Yeah, let's
0: do it. Let's do it. Right, main feature time. It's re 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 (laughs) remake. I went to the fair. You know, they have the fair in September in town. Yeah, yeah. And they still do stuff like that over the... um over the PAS yeah. of like the the dodgems and the go-karts and what the go-karts, my on about like yeah. the roller coasters. Yeah, they still do all that. Then they go and they break it down. They have the doo doo do, doo doo, you know, the sort of really? DJ horns okay. and stuff. Yeah, it's okay. sort all of just corral you into that sort of shiny world. My son paid four quid to hook a duck and win a ball. A ball worth pounds.
1: 25p or something? Yeah. That's a lot of money.
0: There's a lot of money. Yeah. My daughter went on one of the rides and was sick and I had to go and pick her up and then she was sick again. Oh, no. And I had to throw it out onto the train station.
1: <laughs> Why are people always sick in your car?
0: No, no, it just happens. It's
1: a lot. It happens a lot.
0: Anyway, so re-re-remakes, as I said. Um, you set a question. Would you like to read that question?
1: Yeah, the question was, uh, remakes, uh, how do you feel about remakes and are there any you particularly like or dislike? And I guess the reason we phrased it... Like, like that as opposed to our classic what's your favourite question mm. is because uh, yeah, a lot of them it's more interesting to talk about what you might not like about a remake. So uh, we sort of decided to see what what people thought of that. But um, first of all, should we talk about what remakes, what we feel about remakes? Yeah. Is one we particularly well liked? you led
0: the question so would you like to lead the conversation? Yeah,
1: well I, so... <coughs> The two that st- I would say that in general, um, I would tend to normally prefer the original uh, mm-hmm. of something. Um, I quite often feel that a remake either misses the point of something, or if it does it so closely, what what is the point? Mm-hmm. Like for a perfect example is is Old Boy. There's nothing wrong with Spike Lee's Old Boy in my opinion, mm-hmm. even though it's actually it's quite patterned But you could use this to apply to anything really. Um, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's why why does it need to be there? But mm. I mean, is it just for the sake of you're too lazy to read the subtitles? You could <laughs> put it on dubbing if you wanted, but the, yeah. the original has just just got this edge on it. It's got this sort of brutality to it and a certain a certain atmosphere that the other one doesn't quite capture. Um, and again, another another example would be let let the right one in. Yeah. Um, again, people say it's all right, but I, the first one's just so good. Mm-hmm. Why? Why would you need yeah. need to do
0: it? Unless again, you you're averse to dubbing or yeah. two subtitles. Uh, and I guess the the answer to that is always money. And I've got no problem with Hollywood being a bit, or any even film films being a money making industry. It is that's what it is. It's an industry. Yeah, it's fine. But yeah, artistically, often you see there doesn't seem an awful lot of point.
1: Well, I, I, I think it's it's interesting about the the money thing because one of the Criticisms mm-hmm. that's been leveled at Disney over the years is because they keep remaking their their own, film. their own films over mm-hmm. again. That they that they, they said that um you know that spokes people for Disney have said the reason they do that mm-hmm. is to make money so that they can take chances on newer things which might flop uh-huh. because yeah. or else they would not have the the revenue to yes take a chance on something which. Um, Might not capture the audience, whereas you know, do if you so you do a remake of you know like you say Hundred One Dalmatians or whatever, or or, what was the Mulan was one of the recent ones. Yeah, yeah. It's it's guaranteed to. It's a new Disney film, so it's going to get a whole new audience in. Mm -hmm. But also, you're gonna the the generation for whom that was a childhood film Mm -hmm. might want to go and maybe take their kids to see it, or you know something like that. We took our kids
0: to see the Aladdin live action remake. Exactly. Yeah, it was actually really quite enjoyable.
1: Um, so yeah, there's there's that argument as well. But ones that I particularly like, I mean, the, the one that's the, the two sprung to mind immediately, mm-hmm. um, and that would be um, Scarface, which is just, of course uh, yes, uh, yeah. the
0: Paul Mooney original, or the one with Paul Mooney in from the '30s, which I actually quite like, but it doesn't hold a candle to say the 1981 Tony Montana.
1: Well, it's just it's it, just that's an example of something which is very very different, mm. even though it's, it's sort of. Um but the the one that I want to talk about is which probably fits with us our sort of thing more is it would be the fly. Mm-hmm. I love the fly, mm-hmm. um, and I feel that it's i don't know it's just everything about it it's so good. i i I re-watched it last night in preparation for oh, okay this. lovely and um it's you know the thing that people say oh we it's a body horror. Mm-hmm. I think it's so much more than that. It's it, to me, it's a it's a tragedy. It's, it's that, a
0: really empathetic film, isn't it? Yeah, Incredibly. The, the, the
1: point where you you see he's, you know, he talks himself into um, getting getting upset about or what she may or may not be doing, and then when he gets into the but, and it's got that that tragic thing of you you see you see the fly crawling on the glass, and mm. you know I've seen the film a few times now, and mm-hmm. I still. It, I think films which will still make you go, oh, please don't let this happen. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you, you just feel for him and he draws you in. They, they Both their relationship is enough to, even those formative moments, you 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 want them to do well and then this happens and you know it's going to ruin it mm. for that. And, and the, I think the fact that it's... What I like about it as as a remake is that it doesn't... Um, it elevates and expands upon the original mm-hmm. whilst not making the original irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, sure. It... it it becomes bigger than what the original was <coughs> whilst keeping the themes. It, it, it takes a simple concept as mm-hmm. in a man turns into a fly and it uses it to say something about like the way we spend our time in the world and relationships. And it's, it's, you know, David Cronenberg went, went on record as, as saying he, he thought it's thematically about aging and the fact that it's mm-hmm. a tragedy of one, you know, people in a relationship, one of them will, um, you know, may or may not have to see the other one die. Yeah. Um, and it's, I just, the, the slow, I think that, one of the things that this also has over the original is that it's, it's his slow transformation, it's mm. this dehumanisation process. Mm-hmm. Um, I love little details about it, like, the way he, when he first takes her back to his, the, the place, the, He plays the piano briefly, and then Mm. when he types into the computer, he types in like as if he's playing the piano. So he talks about the poetry of the when he does the steak, like the poetry of life, and that Mm -hmm. he can. You can tell he's someone that's really in tune with like feelings and and more than just the the science of Mm -hmm. it. Um, And then later on in the film, he can't use his fingers properly. He has to wear the gloves, and he's typing with like two fingers, and it's 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 ruining his his work um, and his life. And and that's what the computer was was missing of it. It it can't mm. feel those human emotions or recognize things, and it I uh, just and just everything about the music, the atmosphere, the lighting, the the color they use. It's the perfect length for a horror film as well, like one one hour thirty five minutes yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, yeah, it's it's just brilliant, and and Jeff Goldblum and Jim Davis are, are amazing, and you you feel for them. So that's probably why I'd say. Wow. You're so
0: eloquent now, I just want to go and watch the fly now. <laughs>
1: yeah. I came to tell you. I I just
0: I wanted to see you before. You have to leave now. Never come back here. Have you ever heard of insect politics? Neither have I. Insects don't have politics. They're very brutal. No compassion, no compromise. We can't trust the insect. I'd like to become the first insect politician. You see, I'd like to, uh, but oh, I'm afraid. Uh,
1: I don't know what you're trying to say.
0: I'm saying. I, I'm an insect who dreamt he was a man and loved it but now the dream is over and the insect is awake that's cool uh, mm. and I, I mean I completely agree with that I mean the fly is fantastic and of course in our comments people have mentioned the thing as well mm. which again I think just takes the the grain of the original and just completely expands on it like replants it if you like and just Re- grows this completely different, but yeah, wonderful, and also um, tributary, if you like, sort of uh, film and things like that, but my thing's always from horror, because that's my jam hmm. uh, and of course in the 2000s we had remake upon remake upon remake of all the classic horror films which our generation, or at least the you know, generation but me grew up with, so you had Not Me On the Street, Friday the 13th, uh, you had My Bloody Valentine, Prom Night, even all the B that sort of list ones, you eventually had a Charles play remake, you, you had Absolutely everything, Texas Chainsaw, Halloween, everything was remade. Um, I was going to list some even more then, but there's there's too many to go through. And most of them were obviously just like beauty contest cash grabs. They were were literally just an existing IP that they could just refilm and get some more money for it. I've got no problem with that because it doesn't sully the original. The original's still there if you want to enjoy it, and if not, great, you've got this. Or even if you didn't enjoy it, you can go back and think, what was the thing? And then you can look at the original, and that's fine. Where I think it actually improved on the originals is, as we've mentioned, um, or as I mentioned, the Hills Have Eyes. I think the original's a little bit flawed and a little bit tonally off. I think the the Last House on the Left remake, again, sorry, Wes, but... um, I thought the remake was that was much more done. It was a much more adrenalised version. It was much more the original's very clumsy and it's very off putting and it's it's really quite nasty in places and it's got this horrendous jarring tonal shift where you go to these comedy bits with these cops, which is like something out like Keystone Stone Cops or like the right. Chocle Brothers, where they're just pratting about and it doesn't doesn't gel at all with what you've just seen with this exploitations sort of sexual assault of these young girls. And I felt the the remake was so much more solidly done, and I appreciate the circumstances in which it was filmed because the original, like you get these set reports of the girls on set, were actually quite scared that mm. this was some sort of snuff film. I don't really want to watch any film that has that sort of level of production, it just makes me feel licky and gross. Yeah. And the, the the remake actually, although it does have the section salt in it, it's very shortened down and it makes it clear that it is deeply uncomfortable and horrible, and at no point does it take any sort of salacious, sort of enjoyment from that experience, mm. it's clearly shocking and horrible uh, and, uh, and the the violence which is meted out, although some might argue misses the point of the original, I think it's just so much more satisfying to the perpetrators, you know, um, yeah. so I, I thought that was quite good, it's not a great film by any means, it's a bit silly but it's so much more than the original, uh, and again for things like um, let's just load them oh, like in Suspiria mm. so the remake of that. how can you make a classic like Suspiria, only like 1 hour 40, it's primary bold colours, it's shocking, it's exploitative. Well, what you do is you (laughs) double the length of time, Mm. take away all the colour, it's pretty much muted palette, and make it about dancing. And yeah, it's pretentious as all hell, but it inverts the idea of the original, that it's just this sort of visual masterpiece where the the sequel is actually this very smart, very intelligent, very, very elegiac kind of film. It's it's um yeah very very different. Uh, so I think if you're gonna my my, my point is, is fine, Hollywood or any film production needs to make money. But if you can do something do something original, don't Gus Van Sant it, which I assume was just some sort of weird practical joke, because
1: it's so weird. That that's it's the most so, yeah. Gus Van Sant's remake of Psycho is one of the most odd things that exists within cinema. <laughs> yeah. because it is it's shot for shot. Um, camera placement for camera placement. Um, yeah, the only, I mean, it, yeah, it's just why.
0: I just can I only think it's just some big practical yeah. joke. He's just got this big, I don't know, uh, big studio to say, yeah, I'll, I'll film you. I'll do a remake of Psycho and then do it, uh, do it shot for shot. Mm. I don't know why, but um, I think it was a big joke on his part.
1: Mm. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> But never mind us, what do the listeners think? The listeners think things and they Uh say them too, or type them accurately. Uh, Shall we go through them? Mm -hmm. Actually, while we're here, the Candyman remake,
0: I didn't like it, as you know. I thought it was plodding and a bit dull and self-important. But actually, again, it completely inverts the point in the original. He's no longer the villain as such. He's more a victim of his own circumstance and he's this sort of empathetic... um, hero bizarre Mm. Um, and one I'm not wholly against so I just didn't think it was very good Mm. go on then
1: so uh, feedback yo Aspodistra Pronkovich says I've seen a rumour that there is an intention to recast The Princess Bride nope inconceivable one of the few examples where I liked the original and the remake would be The Philadelphia Story which has been remade into high society stellar cast for both for both Okay,
0: I don't know either of those. Well, High Society I've heard of, I've not seen it, and I don't know what the Philadelphia is. Cena Kadesh says, I only like remakes where they do it with just women, like the ghost film they did. <laughs> I really like the Ghostbusters remake, I think it's great.
1: <laughs> I didn't actually click that at first, I was like, they didn't remake Ghost with just women, did they? <laughs> a lesbian ghost, I'd quite like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, John Sykes says, uh, generally a remake shouldn't be made, the exceptions are where the original is so old slash crap slash low budget that a remake has to improve it, e.g. The Thing from Another World. If an original film is flawless, don't remake it. I'm looking forward to Edgar Wright's The Running Man. I didn't know that was happening. No, neither did I. And yeah, that, that, that's good because the, the Running Man is very flawed and <laughs> having read the book, the film is a big disappointment. Oh, right. Exactly. The, is it Robert
0: Bachman once? Richard Bachman. Bark- yeah, Stephen King
1: right well, as Richard, Richard Bachman, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's very, it's quite, it was very very different.
0: Killian so. is lying to you. I like The Running Man. It's good fun. But I, <laughs> I don't know what the, the book's like at all. I don't know what Edgar Wright will make of it. Mm. Um, yeah, original form is flawless, don't remake it. I totally get that. But again, I don't think it takes anything away. It's like someone like... People got annoyed about the Friday the 13th remake... Um, Friday the 13th itself is a sort of essentially a remake of Halloween. It's a big cash grab. They make, they came up with a, a title and a sort of icon before they came up with what the story would be. Oh, really? Yeah, Sean S. Cunningham was like, yeah, let's just make a horror film sort of basically based on that and make more money. And they did the title and they thought, what's it going to be about? Don't know. Even the sequels to Friday the 13th don't make any sense because Jason was supposed to be dead in the first one. So what the hell do they mean by having him come back as the protagonist? It doesn't make any sense at all. Um, antagonist, sorry, should I say. Um... I don't mind them remaking that then. They can remake it for heart's content for as long as it is. Something like Nightmare on Elm Street, where the original is pretty peerless and has an amazing central conceit that you cannot go to sleep or you will die. That's great. And the remake was this horrible wisp of nothing. It was just this complete blank of CGI Mm. and cookie-cutter characters. Real shame. But, um, you know, again, the original still exists, so just go watch that. Craig Murfitt said, Some remakes can be great when the original wasn't a classic. Agreed. For example, the Italian job was ruined when remade, whereas Green Lantern could be remade starring Fred West and be an improvement. <laughs> Interesting. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, the Italian job. Again, five-star classic, isn't yeah. it? Why, why, why go there? Yeah, horrible cash grab. Um, Stephanie Parker says, Total Recall, Clash of the Titans and live action disney nonsense needs to stop now see the problem with this comment is i i don't know whether she likes or dislikes total recall <laughs> or <the> times. <laughs> no I'm do assuming i assuming dislikes because she says, and live-action and live action Disney monsters need to stop. Yeah, I guess so. And I can't imagine anyone liking the remake of Total Recall more than the original. No, apparently they don't even go to Mars. I don't know, I've not seen it. Yeah, no, they don't. Have <laughs> uh, you seen it? I've seen it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. I've not seen the remake of Clash of Titans, though. No. I'm sure, uh, Ian Lambert, sorry, says, I'm sure Kenny Branagh's Much Ado isn't the first one, but is the best. Does that count? Not really, it's an adaptation, isn't it? Um, I'm going to call Jackson's Law of the Rings a remake of the Bakshi and cheat, if I am. Remakes are fine if you've got something new to do with it.
1: Hmm. I don't know what the Bakshi is. The Ralph Bakshi animation of Law of the Rings, you have seen that? Oh, the one where there's songs in it. Uh, don't know, if it's, it's and something. it's only the first two stories. Or yeah, like
0: that. it's sort of, it's got rotoscoping in it as well, and it's um it's got sort of live action film pieces, but they're they done up as animation. It's really bizarre. Ah, it's a okay. very strange. It's like a sort of seventies hoary old sort of rock thing. Mm, okay. uh, very very um, lauded amongst Tolkienites and fans, but I didn't think much of it. Mm,
1: okay. Uh, Harvey Lloyd says. Most of them I've seen are not as good as the originals. They ruin them with digital special effects and copy the exact dialogue and script as the original. I think if you're going to make a remake, change it a little instead of copying it. Mm hmm. I would agree, yeah. What's the point?
0: Stephen Barnard says Top Gun was awesome. Was that actually a remake though?
1: I thought it was a, a like a, what, a. A legacy leg- sequel, is that what they call se- it? Well, yeah, but there's been no other Top Gun films, so it's not. No. So it's just a sequel. Yeah, this just a long time ago.
0: Anyway, let's just yeah. let him get away with that. Point Break was dreadful. Remakes are good, of if they receive a larger budget, like Heat, with better quality actors, but very rarely better.
1: Yeah, see that. So Heat was uh, what was it called? Like La La Takedown? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like I think it was a it was either a TV movie or a pi- it was a pilot for what was going to be a series, something right. like that. It was okay. only made, but it was made by Michael Mann. Mm-hmm. And then again, someone I guess at some point sort of said, "Well, let's throw a bunch of money at this and make it into a." Film, yeah, I much know.
0: interesting when directors remake their own films. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And it used
1: uh, to be way more common as well, yeah. from what I've been looking Hitch- into. Hitchcock
0: did The Man Who Knew Too Much. Um, uh, mate, he did On and The Grudge. He did mm. his own US remake of it. And I've run out. <laughs> 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 uh, actually, essentially, Evil Dead 2 is a remake of the first one. Because it's just yeah. telling the story again with yeah. fewer characters. Uh, oh, who's next? Is it you or me? Yeah. Um,
1: it's you. Uh, Sarah Marsh says, Scarface and Evil Dead 2 are two good ones. Yeah, there we go. There we are. I don't usually watch them because of how can you improve on Total Recall, Dawn of the Dead and The Wicker Man, for example. (laughs) Yeah. uh, That's a good argument there Yeah Particularly with with The Wicker Man Not the bees (laughs) Yeah (laughs) So he's got an open Casket Sort of mask Yeah And they pour bees into it Why do the bees Go in
0: (laughs) (laughs) The bees don't know The gaps are massive They can just fly anywhere (laughs) I don't get it (laughs)
1: Right Dan Harvey says If
0: done well Then yes Remakes that I particularly Enjoy that come to mind Ocean's Eleven The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo The Thing I've also got a soft spot For Verbinski's The Ring So I've read on the toilet
1: wall (laughs) (laughs) Um, Barnaby Sultan says I like the 1978 version Of Invasion of the Body Snatchers But I also like the 1956 original But which is best There's only one way to find out Fight um, uh. They're not going to fight. Uh, he <laughs> goes on to say, "I like the thing and the fly. I'm sure there are others. I just can't think of any. I think the thing, and the fly, two of the best examples. Yeah, yeah, I think they
0: are. Uh. They are the gold bearers, really. Gold, yeah. bears, is a gold bearers is, is, what, is that gold bearers? like fucking Frodo? <laughs>
1: He's a gold bearer.
0: Share <laughs> sure the load. Um, I like the night 2004. Invasion of the Body Snatchers with Daniel Craig and Nicole Kidman that's really dead eyed I don't it's rubbish <laughs> um, Simon Fernandez I'm with Barnaby on Invasion of the Body Snatchers oh here we go the original is a classic but I like the 1978 one better the 1993 one's pretty good too didn't know there was one though the 2004 one is dreadful I think it's dependent on the quality of the remake the Wicker Man remake is terrible but I actually really enjoyed the Dawn of the Dead remake which surprised me Hmm. best thing about Dawn Day remake is that they use Johnny Cash's Man Comes Around oh yeah yeah which really works yeah apart from that I'm not really into it (laughs)
1: Neville Mandod says the Evil Dead remake is terrific.
0: Have you seen the Evil Dead from like 2013? I think or something. No, I Mexican I haven't chap seen it. Um, is Mexican it- chap, <laughs> weird little fella, you know, <laughs> big hat. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to be racist. Um, Covered in nachos. <laughs> it's um, it's okay. Okay. No.
1: Uh, it's very grimy. Goring, grimy yeah, is. is what I heard about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Anyway uh, Kaylee Matson says No she doesn't It's you
0: Oh uh, Kaylee Mattson says I've accidentally seen snippets of The remake of The Wicker Man And it made me want to unalign myself <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah um, Ben Alan Ratcliffe says Some are good Some are bad Some are shit Well That <laughs> is a universal <laughs> statement He's really coming out swinging, <laughs> there isn't <he? laughs> Covering all bases <laughs> Okay
0: James Tyrrell hopefully makes a more solid point and says, I feel there are few, sorry, I feel that there are far fewer remakes than people think, but people notice them far more precisely because there are more. I can't fucking read the sentence. Uh, I'm gonna chop it down. Start again. James Tyrrell says, I feel there are far fewer than people think, but people notice them more precisely because they are remakes. That said, many of them are awesome. The Thing, The Mummy, Little Shop of Horrors, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Dread, The Fly, Dawn of the Dead, all amazing remakes. I would argue Dread isn't so much a remake as just doing another version of Judge Dread.
1: Reboot.
0: Yeah, I mean, not even that, really.
1: Yeah. Simon Fernandez says, Also, sometimes you see the remake first and it sticks in your mind, like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, The Fly and The Thing. Those three get mentioned a lot. (laughs) I mean, yeah, the original's a classic, but the remakes are leagues ahead. NB, not Toe Pooper's remake of Invaders from Mars. Mm,
0: okay, I've never seen it. Um, you'd think I'd try and watch all his films given that Texas Chainsaw was right up there for me, but no. Uh, Ruthie Thompson says, If done well, then yes, but prefer a spin-off from the same universe. Oh, like Little Mermaid. Why not do a spin-off telling the stories of her many sisters? New stories to tell. I'd love a remake of Harry Potter being more of a series to miss out details from the books so that you can't get into a movie. Yeah, that's true, but I think those films did a really good job of filleting the main story and, and putting it out in as to a, a proper film narrative and a plot. Because each book goes over an entire year, like a school year. So it's, it's quite tricky, I think, to turn that into a page-turner. Page a thrilling movie.
1: I think that, uh, yeah, it's also um, one of the things I like about, uh, you know, if they if they like you say, cut de- cut a film down out of its original source material is so that you can then if it's the film you watch first, you can mm-hmm. then go back and watch and, and, and read the book and enjoy all the mm-hmm. little details that they didn't manage to get in like yeah. quite often some of the best films are made from uh, like shorter books or even short stories mm-hmm. because they can flesh out a thin thing, whereas yeah. if you're trying to do it the other way and, and, and pare down something mm-hmm. which is massive, then it's harder to know which what to put in and what to keep and what's important and what's not. That's a good point. Isn't Twelve Monkeys essentially a
0: remake of sort of a, a series of still images? Have I made that up? It's it is
1: it's it's a reinterpretation of something, but I can't I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. Um, I think I might I think be right, it's, but it's something something that's French or something. Yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, okay. David Renane says, "For me, the jury is still out on Doctor Who 2005." I don't think they really captured the feel of the original Cushing movies. <laughs> he's been a silly one, he, he is. is. Yeah, he's doing a mm. joke there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I showed my son one of the Cushing movies originally, Orig- originally the other day, Actually, he's well into Daleks, and um, he managed for about 40 minutes before like getting a bit bored. Steve O'Brien says the Clooney Ocean's Eleven is 1,000 times better than the original, which is weirdly flat, as if they thought the cast alone would make it cool. And Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is way better and funnier than Bedtime Story. Though the next remake, The Hustle, is a deeply terrible movie.
1: Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is hilarious. Ian Woodhouse says John Carpenter's The Thing is way better than the fifties version.
0: Neil Perryman: The Jeff Goldblum version of The Fly is way better than the original. Same with The Thing, and that's it. And forgot to add that every other remake is shite.
1: Um, <laughs> he then says, especially The Force Awakens. Am I right? No, because The Force Awakens is not a remake. No. Um, but yes, interesting. Political. <laughs> <laughs> um, Darren Floyd says, I prefer Soft Cell's cover version of Tainted Love to the original. No wait, that was a cover version. What was the question again? Actually, the 1930s Spanish Dracula filmed parallel to the Bella Lugosi original is by far the superior. Interesting.
0: Yeah, I hear that a lot, but I've, I've never actually bothered to watch it to find out. Ian Woodhouse have you ever seen the Alfred Molina remake of Murder on the O Express dear God almighty I've
1: not seen that so oh, yeah. I don't know uh, and Ashley Laycock uh, rounds us off with Evil Dead 2 is a perfect remake of the Evil Dead
0: there we are as we said earlier sorry to usurp that comment I don't think I've seen that um okay well, there we are. So everyone. basically the answer is, if it's done well, fine. If not, <laughs> if not, you, you, you fucking fucked my day up. You have making this. Yeah. I don't like The Princess Brides. So I don't give a shit that they're remaking it. Oh, interesting. Nah, I don't care for it at all. Watched it as a kid, couldn't get into it. Watched it again as an adult, still think it's crap. Well, not crap, it's, it's just not for me. And it's got Peter Cook in it and Andre the Giant. How do I not like it? Yeah, I
1: know. All those ingredients. <laughs> Uh, Well, I think we've thoroughly covered remakes. We sure have. Delightful to be back in the room with you. It's very sweet, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, excellent. I
0: haven't once tried to footsie you.
1: No. (laughs) I might give it a go. Uh, Okay. Footsie share index. What? (laughs)
0: Well,
1: that's it, isn't it? Um, Do you, you got anything else from? No, we should just guess round off by saying. Where people can get in touch with us.
0: Oh yeah, if you want to email us, notthespecialedition at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, or what's the other avenue of social media that we've opened up to
1: the public? You can get in touch with us on Twitter, at notspecialpod.
0: At notspecialpod, do it! Give us a follow, for God's sake, and then tweet us. No dick pics, please.
1: Um, yeah, uh, what else can we do? Facebook find us on Facebook yeah, did you say that me. already I did yeah you weren't um, listening can you can come to our houses please don't do that I don't <laughs> want that um, I do I don't mind no he doesn't mind okay no. so go to Mars's house yeah
0: I've got no heating at the moment so you could set fire to my living room
1: yeah don't do that <laughs> um, he doesn't mean it don't don't, don't <laughs> do that Uh, yeah I think we're all done yeah that's it so thank you very much for listening we'll be back
0: at some point in the future hopefully sooner rather than later but Mm -hmm. given it's us you never know okay and um, this is a goodbye from me thank you very much goodbye bye gotta be fucking kidding